0: KBLA Talk 1580. We are living and dying in LA right now. Rest in peace, Pac. I'm being joined by labor organizer, activist, mom, uh, and KBLA commentator. Uh, that sounds funny, huh? KBLA. <laughs> Sherry Bell, you, but you are. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm about to say welcome back. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it is because I just got back off the road. It's great to see you. Um, yes, we are back on YouTube at KBLA 1580. Please do join us on all the social media at KBLA 1580 on Twitter. I mean, X, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, YouTube. And you can find me at Di Prima Radio, D-I-P-R-I-M-A, and then radio. And of course, Sherry Bell at Sherry De La Ghetto.
1: Thanks for the plug, Dominique. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, um, yeah, it's it's you know it's big national news. Mm. Uh, that's LA news, which is that uh, the SAG-AFTRA uh, approval. We got just seventy eight percent of uh, the folks who voted voted yes. So I think mm-hmm. it's a little shaky shake right. but it is the it's the new deal that we we have and there are you know raises for workers it seems like it's there's a lot of momentum mm-hmm. for labor unions right. nationally locally here in California and other places too of course now you got the Cal State uh rolling walkouts right um uh, how well how are you feeling about number 1 SAG-AFTRA and mm-hmm. number 2 the fact that this season of strikes seems to be you know rolling on yeah Yeah.
1: the hot love the hot uh, labor summer is turning into the hot labor winter and spring
0: (laughs) yeah exactly
1: (laughs) I i mean i feel like you know it's very much needed i mean the problem is the distribution of wealth right a lot of these institutions and industries are top heavy meaning a lot of the people at the top you know percent doing the um The least of the group, right, are making the most money while the people who are responsible for turning the profits are struggling to make ends meet. And that's happening all around um, different industries and in the United States just in the United States in general. And um, people are resistant against that, right? And and they're going to continue to resist against it because that's the only way it's going to change and that's what needs to be done. Um, so yeah, you're going to continue to see this trend as long as you continue to see that the distribution of wealth and people's quality of life, like their their work isn't matching up to uh, what they're taking home. Like you, you can hear about all these companies and industries having wrecking, record-breaking profits right the production is at an all-time high and yet the people who are responsible for that those victories are wages are stagnated and and their working conditions are getting worse so you know it has to do with um people not paying their fair share in taxes corporate tax loopholes and tax greed uh you know that's one big part of it another big part of it is this the, the
0: Sorry, <laughs> that was me. Oh,
1: uh, another big part of it is that, um, you know, the taxes and also uh, the fact that uh, I, I lost my train of thought, but it, I, I, it's, you know, it's this trend, right? Like where the um, the taxes aren't being paid at the level they need to be paid. Oh, yes. And a lot of these companies um, invest in the stock market. Right. So it's like the CEOs of these companies are. Are um, like caring more about the people in the public, the shareholders, like uh, making moves to make their profile look better instead of caring about the human component of these businesses, which is the people who have families to support. That's how I think the industry has transformed since like the 50s, 60s, 70s, like you started to see these different type of business models and business trends, you know, uh, taking hold.
0: Well, Right. It's it's almost like a conflict of interest. Right. How can you be, um, you know, investing in the stock market if you're a an educational institution? Let's look Correct. at the Cal States. Yeah. Now you have a conflict of interest between serving your institution, the workers there and the consumer, which in that case is the student. Yeah. Um, or are you serving shareholders?
1: Right. And these are public institutions. And and they're teetering on private institution cost, right? And, That's crazy, right? And then you have the adjunct professors who were fighting for higher wages. You know, um, you, the 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 financial aid is coming in, the tuition is coming in, the foreign uh, to uh, the international student fees are coming in. Like all the money is still coming in. The teachers are not seeing that money so who's seeing all the
0: profit well from what i can see especially with the university system there's a lot of consultants and Mm. really high paid um, administrators like wow how many administrators do we need i feel like you know the teachers and uh, student services are where those dollars should be going and cutting the cost of tuition of (laughs) of course spoken like a mom whose you know kid is going to college um it's the costs are just insane but apparently it's not being paid, uh, to the teachers, you know, in that situation. Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, okay, I got this, you know, it's cause I'm looking at, I'm trying to see if anybody's in the chat oh. and we, I don't think they know we're back yet, Sherry. It, we're on youtube.com, KBLA 1580. You can see us broadcasting live, share with their hat on looking <laughs> wide awake, um, the college board on yesterday released the, their new and improved framework for the advanced placement African-American studies class. That was after all of the controversy around it, um, where they uh, decided that they, being the college board, decided that they would take out any mention of Black Lives Matter from their advanced African-American studies course, that they would include a whole new section on black conservatives. Mm. Um Apparently, this latest update includes more material on the Black Wall Street, the Tulsa race massacre, and Black culture's influence on film and sports and housing discrimination or redlining. But again, uh, they continue to um, sort of follow in the footsteps of, um, you know, the mandates of people like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has been pushing to remove real progressive movements mm-hmm. from black studies and replace it with black conservatives, which is like one-tenth of 1%. Maybe it's a little bit more. I don't know what the numbers are off the top of my head, but it's a small number. Um You know, as a mom dealing with these school systems, what does that say to you about what, you know, what the future is of black studies? Uh, advanced placement courses, of course, help you get your yourself into those colleges because they make your gpa look better right right an advanced placement course is worth more than 4.0 so that's how people end up with these 5.0 gpas which are tough to compete with how do you see this whole issue playing out is it is it where we're just going to have to take this into our own hands um and teach our kids black history ourselves or can we salvage these kinds of classes? Mm.
1: I mean, one solution is to create a separate class, you know, just talking about movements throughout the uh, throughout the United States related to labor and civil rights, you know, the organizing on the ground. There's a deep history in that, you know, that that is worthwhile, that had great policy impacts. But the problem is, again, these institutions get donors that are rich and like to keep it that way. They like to keep the narratives in in place that support their position and they don't they don't like uh to share stories about victory and people being empowered to disrupt this current power structure i
0: I just don't know how you can teach a class on african-american studies right now today and Mm -hmm. leave out reparations and black lives matter those are two things that were removed right the movement for reparations and Black Lives Matter. If you're talking about 2023 and 2022, 21, 20, which are already, should be in the history book, how do you do that without talking about reparations or Black Lives Matter? That to me is, it's completely, well, I shouldn't say useless because I've talked with advanced uh, placement, African-American mm-hmm. studies teachers, and it yeah. sounds like they're finding ways to make the courses relevant, right. even with these restrictions. But to me, that's, oh, and they also took out queer life.
1: Wow. I mean, that's a big part of history, too, because you think about uh, Bayard Rustin and and Pauly Murray, you know, that what their contributions were and they are part of the LGBTQ community. But, um, yeah, it's 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 a watered down version. And, and like they say, there's not a new thing under the sun. Right. Right.
0: So they'll teach you uh, they'll teach you Larry Elder, but not Bayard Rustin.
1: Yes. And, whoa. But- but this is not new because you know people looked exploding. at exploding. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> no, but people looked at like MLK as being radical, you know, and like wanted to In tame time, it yeah, down, yeah. right? And so these, this is the same type of situation, um, similar, right, where that um, the that that's looked at as going too far, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter and reparations, like whoa, 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 you know, now you're getting you know out of place, like simmer down, and that can happen within our own community right and that can happen without in externally so yeah we got to continue to resist those um those narratives that internalize racism, externalize racism.
0: Well, and hopefully more states will do what California does and require um, ethnic studies in high school, not at an advanced placement yeah. level, but just an ethnic studies class in high school so that those children when they get to an AP class, they have questions to ask or they have some foundation that includes things like reparations in the study. This is launching in 2024 The uh, on, on a national basis. It's been uh, done on a pilot mm kind of a level in 2023 and even before but now it will launch nationally um the declawed defanged less blackety black advanced placement african-american studies sherry bell is here with me i guess we got to talk about our republican debate when we come forward on kbla talk 1580
2: she's reclaiming her time on kbla talk 1580 more first things first with dominique de prima when we come forward the conversation continues right now, right now, right now, right now with right now, Dominique right DePrima on first things first, first, first
0: things first. So there was a debate last night, Sherry. Um, I uh, must admit, I did not see the whole thing because I was on a plane. And also, that was a great excuse to not have to watch oh it. They're so, I mean, you know, to use that Gen Z slang, they have no Riz. <laughs> 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 they're, like, they're like the most pathetic for. I mean, I actually do enjoy watching Governor Chris Christie because at least he, you know, has got a little bit of swagger. Um, Nikki Haley still on the rise, you know, and mm. now we're starting to see some Democratic big donors who um, want Trump to not be on the ticket. They want to give Biden or whoever the Democratic oh, nominee is a better opponent. So they're donating to Nikki Haley to try to knock uh 45 out in the primary course he wasn't there at the debate last night he was somewhere getting checks because he can mm-hmm. um yeah i know you watched uh you watched parts of it what did you think <laughs> i
1: mean i think it's like trash tv like <laughs> <laughs> i i think like these people are grown adults acting like children on a set of a reality real housewives of dc uh, yeah the real shop. boring
0: housewives yeah I mean, they need better makeup and outfits if they're going to be housewives and you
1: got millions of dollars being poured into these races and mm-hmm. people knowing they ain't gonna win like Chris Christie. This one is a third race. But I mean, <laughs> they they trash each other personally and they trash each other on their on their policy positions. But their poly po- policy positions are just like talking points from Fox News.
0: Yeah. I mean, there was, it's down to four. Right. So it's uh, South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, Florida Governor Ron Satan, I mean, DeSantis. Um, the former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, and Vivek Ramaswamy, who is listed as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of pressure now, like you said, on on Chris Christie to drop out <laughs> because he's not doing really well. He barely qualified for that debate last night. But I I feel like watching him. I feel like he has fun uh-huh. of being a candidate. He's almost like a troll, A <laughs> Trump troll, you All know. Right. Um, and. Uh, you know, Vivek is not doing really well either. He's he's not polling really well. I was surprised to even see him on the stage. And I feel like a big part of his bland, brand, bland brand, is anti-blackness. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. And he's like a wolf in sheep's clothing or like he's like he he tried to present himself like he's... um. Hip and you know cool, but he's (laughs) he's like if he like he's like the worst I think of the candidates. Really,
0: yeah, I think that's right. I mean, without Trump being there, yeah, I think (laughs) I think that's right.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh wow, worse than DeSantis. Yeah, but that's that's tough. I mean,
1: he's I think he's more he could be more even more reckless and more dangerous. Maybe you know I mean it's it's surprising how many. Uh, how, the type of folks that that rise to the top in these types of political uh situations like these races like you look at the character you look at their track record you look at their um what they're saying out of their mouth and like how did they get this
0: <laughs> far you know? you're right i mean and and you know i don't mean to be a snob but you wonder how their grades were because especially with um Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy. Right. You know, at least with Nikki Haley, you have a former ambassador, mm-hmm. and Ron DeS- uh, and, and, and Chris Christie's clever, which makes him seem intelligent. Uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's very like, it's kind of disgusting when you think about like the <laughs> positions that these people take. Well, yeah, that's true. You right. Know, Getting
0: past the fluff and into the substance. Right. Right. Yeah. Like,
1: like, like the uh, Vivek, like, oh, you know, color doesn't matter. Or, you know, like you shouldn't pay attention to color. We got like, you know, except
0: he hates Juneteenth. Like, that's what I'm saying. Right. You shouldn't pay attention to color. But you're taking the white supremacist talking point.
1: Correct. And, and that's the worst thing type of person who just you know has that internalized hatred and um you know just want to spew it out and it's like uh these are the people that have seen and we all the movies about slavery and you know they've been coming out every year for the last 20 years and you've seen like what that kind of attitude brings and you It's like you say what you want to get where you want. Right. So they're saying what evangelical uh, Republicans in the South want to hear. Right. Mm. You know, it's not I don't even know if you really feel like that. You know, you just saying what the ideological, um, you know, framework that they believe in to get in power. Right. I mean,
0: I I don't know if you've seen one of my favorite clips on Instagram is this. Um, speech that Vivek Ramaswamy gives which is word for word what Barack Obama said in one of his speeches and they have them side by side. He repurposes it to try to sound conservative and snarky but it's the same exact it's basically plagiarism and it's
1: like it's like they're lying in a job interview to me like it's like
0: <laughs> like we are, are yeah we,
1: like we are the people who are doing the hiring with our votes right mm-hmm. and they're trying to tell us what we want to hear to get the job and they're capping the whole time
0: you know so, would <laughs> you wonder like um even though Nikki Haley has a lot of momentum now the Koch brothers have put their dollars behind her you've got some big democratic donors uh who are never Trumpers basically on the Dem side, putting money behind Nikki Haley. Yeah. That's but dangerous. She, everyone's so, why is it dangerous?
1: It's, it's dangerous and it's reckless. And it's like, instead of like trying to support your own party, like a legitimate, mm. it's a tactic.
0: It's a tactic. I mean, if I'm a billionaire, can I do both? Couldn't I, yeah. dem, couldn't I donate to, to Biden and Gavin Newsom, and whoever else is running for president <laughs> in 2024 the, and, the, and still try to impact who my opponent is going to be in that race?
1: Yeah, trying to try to put the weaker candidate on a ballot uh, to. Split but you the think vote. it's a
0: waste? You think it's a waste of money? Money that should be used to build. Yeah, and, I, and I also
1: think that it's like it's dirty.
0: Well, yes, yeah, <laughs> politics is a rough game. Don't bring a, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, Sherry that. Bell. I, I mean, I'm not saying we should be as low down as Republicans, <laughs> but we got to stop this golly gee willikers. You know, sometimes you got to just come on, you know, come on with it. Put Damn. some street in your street, I in your that. game. Yeah, I Re- Democrats, I mean... M- Both in talking points and tactics. Yeah, that's
1: right. Because we use pushovers and like, what side are you on? Oh, geez, that
0: fair, it's shady. Okay, but it's not that shady. I mean, it it is within the rules. Right, You can support Nikki Haley. But I wonder if it's going to make any difference because it seems like he who shall not be named, who I've already named about five times already, the 45th president is so far in front.
1: His base is unwavering. That's why. Completely.
0: I mean, I still contend that, that he's going to see some erosion around the edges of the support that's shown in polling. I still contend it will be enough to keep him out of the White House. Maybe it's wishful thinking. I'm praying, 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 because another Trump term. That's like, I mean, you I, you really got to think seriously about these deals, uh, like places like Kenya, Ghana, uh, and, and Nigeria are offering for dual citizenship for black Americans and maybe take a four year vacation from the USA if that dude gets in. Um, but yeah, you know, I digress. Um, Nikki Haley, do you think she has a snowball's chance? No way, no way, no
1: way. What makes her better than Hillary Clinton?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, she's brown. That's what makes her better for me. But but as far as policies, Hillary's better all day. Get mad at me if you want to, all the Hillary haters. I mean, she is so anti-union. Nikki Haley is like if a strike breaker was... You Know personified if you look up strike breaker in the dictionary, you're gonna see Nikki Haley's picture. Yeah, she's horrible, she hates unions.
1: But what I mean is, I meant to like, I miss meaning like woman, like a woman, woman to woman, like a, a Hillary Clinton couldn't win as a woman, you know, and had to hold. Them, oh, and, a, a, right, and, and, and how
0: can Nikki Haley, Haley win, win? But I'm just talking about winning the nomination, and which Hillary did,
1: Hillary, yeah, Hillary did win the nomination, Um, but
0: that's a different party. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different yeah. party. Well, you know, I, I, I didn't look it up. We're about to go into news traffic and sports. I didn't look it up. Maybe I'll look it up right now. But I believe it's the first time you've had two Asian Americans as serious contenders on the Republican ticket. Mm. You've got two East Indians, which yeah. technically are Asian folks. So uh, Republicans making history for diversity, ethnic diversity, but they, they are all pretty close on those talking points. It's not oh. political diversity at all.
1: Yeah, it's like um like you it's like I don't know a lot about France Fanon's like uh you know philosophy but I do know that you know people chase this idea of wealth and and capitalism and that's what they are aspiring to and they're abandoning their racial identity to do it, you know, and and their racial struggle. I mean yeah, I, I, I don't, I. They are diversifying, and it is quite dangerous, and it's kind of like baffling. Like, do you really believe that these people's ideals really value you as i I'm person? laughing because
0: how'd that work out for Tim Scott? I'm just saying. Right. 800-920-1580. If you got something to say along with me and Sherry Bell, we got a lot to talk about.
2: Happy Kwanzaa from unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here.
0: KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, Sherry Bell is here in studio with me, and you're welcome in. 809 20 1580. We've got Dwight from the city of Compton on the phone. Hi, Dwight. Long time no hear from. <laughs>
3: Hello, Hello, Sherry, Hotep. Uh, hello, all the hard-working postal workers out there. Uh, happy holidays to everyone at the KBLA family. Happy holidays. And uh, I'd like to thank Miles and Tavis and uh, everyone there at KBLA for all the great information. You give. Dominique, you and Sherry are so correct uh, about criticizing the Republicans. I mean, other than if you're poor and white, why are you voting for Republicans? I mean— they, they want to take away your health care. They want to take away Social Security. Uh, they, they, uh, you know, there's so many negative things they're doing. And then it's so obvious, Dominique, what they did, they're they attacking democracy like they tried to overthrow the government on Jan, on January 6th. They're attacking the military by, by trying to block all President Biden's uh, military appointments and people that have families in the military. They, they, they got to put their kids in school. They may want to buy a house somewhere. They, they're, they're moving to different states. And, uh, and it's so sad what they're doing about to women's health care and abortion. It's a woman right now in Texas. She can't even, uh, they, they're going to arrest her husband if he takes her to another state to have an abortion because the baby has medical issues that he's pregnant with. So uh, uh, they blocking college debt relief. Uh, 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 they're attacking uh, uh, gay people's even right to exist, you know, and uh, and and it's 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 just sad, Dominique. Uh, the Only thing Republicans are for: rich people are not paying taxes, paying them bribes, and white supremacy racism. Uh, it, it's sad because when you think about it, Dominique, Hitler learned how to treat Jewish people from watching how America treated black. Yeah, people Yeah, I mean, in he did.
0: South. He modeled it on Jim Crow, definitely. Yeah. Dominique
3: and uh, I've just asking everyone if you're 18 and older please vote please vote for a Democrat because right now uh, Republicans are just for fascism they tell you what they're gonna do Trump told us the other day day one uh, he's going to start off uh, being a fad. He said, oh, no, I'm not going to be a dictator except for day one. Day one and on and on. We saw what and, he and, did. And
0: it's vote for, vote for a Democrat and, and find a way to hold their feet to the fire, right, though? Right. Because I feel like what we're seeing now yeah. is, the, is the divide between the sort of corporate or mainstream Democratic Party and black people in this country, that, too, you know, based on, based on some foreign policy decisions, based on um, just the fact that the economy seems to be pushing us back further than, than others.
3: Yeah, like Achille was saying. And, and it's like if you send a restaurant, once you get your order, you put your order in. If your order ain't come to your table, you gonna ask the waiter, hey, where's my order? That's the same we got to do when we elect somebody. You know, like you said, hold their feet to the fire and tell them what's wrong with your community. Tell them what you want. Uh, uh, the other day, I even sent an uh, 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 email to the Justice Department, which is easy to remember, justice.gov, I asked them, why, are, why aren't they uh, investigating Mike Johnson, who said he's going to take the videotapes from the security from the, from the January uh, 6th attack and blurt out people's face so the Justice Department can't see the identity of the people that broke into the Capitol.
0: I that's, mean that's this, this, is, you you know, this this guy is this this guy is an extremist. The the bank, I mean, you're still involved with the bank robbery, right? And, and our speaker you know, Johnson, because, uh, he he is uh, he is a, he is a white bank supremacist a bank, extremist. You the
3: mastermind behind the robbery, it's like the old mafia bosses. They didn't pull the trigger on the people when they were killing. They they would just tell somebody in the mob to hey, go kill this guy. You know, go do this. That's the same way Trump did. He orchestrated all this stuff. Told people fake electrics. Uh, tell you know. Uh, and then they hung a, a, a how did they have time to put a noose in the cap in the uh, capital wh- who brought the wood there didn't they see somebody building a noose in the <laughs> i guess they threw that sucker ground? up quick yeah they
0: they they have experience white they're good <laughs> you know that that but lynching I, in the sorry, dna
3: <laughs> I, I know i give you whiplash when i call you dominique cuz the, dom- the, the the pumpkins do so many things i mean uh, I, I I could go every day to do something wrong, something different somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a lot of good points, but, you know, I think this is going to be a tough 2024. Uh, what did you make of the fact that Biden said if, you know, if Trump wasn't the likely nominee, he might not even run? That was, uh, that really surprised me. Yeah, he, but
3: sometimes, you know, you got to pick up the bloodstained banner. If you're the only one that... that <laughs> They, they they got a weapon. You're going to have to fight. You
0: know? Yeah. Um. Jerry. Yeah. you thought something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not where we were going. But like Dwight said, he always has a long list of commentary when he yeah. calls. And, you know, and they are important things. Um mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is that voting is the minimum, right? It's the minimum we have to do. Uh Um, Back to these mom topics, because, you know, you got a a young one and I have a slightly older young one uh, that, um, you know, this Texas high school has suspended this child again Mm. for having locks um, because they say that, his hair violates their dress code when wow. it is down. He has his locks when he wears them down. Apparently, he's spent more than 80% of his junior year so far outside of the regular classroom because of his hairstyle. I thought we did. We went over this with the mm-hmm. Crown Act. How is a young person being barred from succeeding in the classroom because of their hairstyle?
1: What What state is this in again? It's
0: Texas, of course, Texas. and this is in Houston. Uh, the family's saying that this violates the Crown Act, mm-hmm. which became the law in Texas in September. Mm-hmm. But the school is saying no. It's he, when his hair is, you know, loose. It's too long and violates their dress code policy. Mm-hmm. The Barbers Hill Independent School District. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's one thing for it to be a natural hair discrimination, and I hope they sue the pants off of him and get a lot of money. But it, if his hair length. If it's the length of the hair that is the problem and they're equally enforcing that among all the students
0: i think that's where the fall down is i don't, I don't think know. they're equally enforcing. Oh, okay. from what i've read they're using length as an excuse to target got the locks you, you. which you know sounds like the kind of things that some of these institutions do
1: right right like uh, you gotta pass a test to vote when you don't allow <laughs> me to go to school or something you know <laughs> like yeah no nah, that sounds uh very discriminatory it sucks. And I hope that this case goes all the way to the United States Supreme
0: Court. Oh, Lord. I, I, I say, oh, Lord, because just the prospect of Clarence Thomas ruling on nappy hair. Oh, my God. Gives me, it makes my stomach turn, Sherry.
1: Well, you already know what he going to say. But hopefully, uh, Ketanji, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, what? They'll kick her out of the Supreme what? Court. Your hair is in violation right. of dress code. I mean- you, you're allowed to have somebody buy your mama's house for you. But you can't wear a lock.
1: I think she'll be excited to write that opinion, <laughs> you know. So I'm I, hopefully it get to her and 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 she has an impact on the other justices and they stop this ridiculousness, um, you know, re, uh, regarding someone's cultural identity.
0: To your point, the school district is filing a lawsuit in state district court. Wow. asking whether. Uh, a dress code that limits hair length for boys is in violation of the Crown Act. That's what they're So that's huh? yes, yeah, so that state uh, judge will will get the ball rolling on you know another uh, ruling on the Crown Act.
1: But what if his hair is put up in a bun? Like, well,
0: apparently you know that's what they're demanding it stay up oh. and back and out the face. Uh-huh. But I, you know, it. it, it the the lawyer for the family say that's a pretextual argument yeah. not to comply with the crown act.
1: Right, it is, and and I don't understand how um your hair is a part of your dress code.
0: Well, a lot of schools do have I you know. can only have certain hair, you can only have certain earrings, your your skirt can only be so long. I mean, but
1: it's all about disparate impact, right? If it's having yeah. a disparate impact on black True. students other than you know more than others, I don't see how they can prevail in that lawsuit. that <laughs> countersuit.
0: <laughs> and and the child says he he's, he does think he's being singled out because he says there are other boys in the school that have longer hair he better than take his. Take pictures and they're not. Yeah, <laughs> he take. He got pictures. those receipts. Yeah. He said, I have those receipts. <laughs> did I, I did not know Sherry that there was such a thing as a president's advisory council on the African diaspora engagement. I didn't know such a body existed, but I want to share with you when we come forward uh, the latest move that President Biden has made on his Council on African Diaspora Engagement. That's next. Learn so much around here. KBLA Talk 1580.
2: More of First Things First with Dominique Primo when we come forward. Ancestor's favorite radio station, radio station, and your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Okay,
0: so what would you do if they did that to your kid? I feel like I've been in those situations so many times. Like, you know, I'm always that mom. Mm -hmm. That mom, well, here she comes. Mm -hmm. Talking about, you know, the lesson plan or the discrimination. I don't know. I I think that I hope that we... Okay, I I digress. I hope (laughs) that we, as um, parents, will learn... To advocate for our kids, believe our kids more, and not always say, what did you do wrong? Why are you bad? Because I think that's how I started out more on, Mm. all right, it's your fault, kid. And then as time progressed, I realized, as a black mom, especially with a black child, black boy, you got to be ready to fight.
1: They already are approached with a level of bias, right? Yeah. Um, in the educational system by the teachers. And so they already got that against them. And so, yeah, I agree with your your point that we have to be that kind, um, you know, hand, you know, the assistance, uh, believe them until you have otherwise information.
0: Yeah, believe them and not be afraid to advocate mm-hmm. for them. So, um, this woman named Almaz Negash um is the founder and executive director of a group called the African Diaspora Network or ADN and uh they work on helping entrepreneurs and getting investments uh for business persons uh and innovators of African descent hmm. uh, anywhere in the United States and also in Africa Anyway, this uh, woman is from Eritrea, and she has now been appointed to the President's Advisory Council on African Diaspora Engagement. Um, I didn't even know there was such as that, and uh, that that was something uh, that Biden's doing. Obviously, she's Ethiopian. She's a black woman. Um, But I guess this is part of, you know, the push by the U.S. to try to regain uh, more clout. On the mm-hmm. continent because mm-hmm. you see China and now Russia no, um, with this whole Ukraine uh, controversy, the mm-hmm. the war and the impacts of that. Mm-hmm. You see Russia and China getting uh, stronger mm-hmm. in Africa yeah. and the U.S. fading.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's so dangerous and so interesting because we don't hear about a lot of this on our local news. Right. It's it, You know, you got to watch BBC or other type of international <laughs> news to know what's going on. And, you know, yeah, the United States and, you know, like the white supremacist, capitalist, racial capitalism model is being replicated by other countries and, you know, preying on Africa yet again.
0: Well, in here, um, this is a new thing. I guess that's why I didn't know about it. Uh-huh. It's a 12 person council and um, it's just starting now and the people are being appointed for terms uh, that go through 2025. So I feel like this is part of a strategy to engage, um, because this is for African-American businesses, but also African businesses in yeah. facing, you know, the way that they face discrimination. Is that a way for the U.S. to put more roots down?
1: I think so, because I think that when you have less economic stability, you're more vulnerable to right. to being, you know, preyed upon, uh, targeted. Uh, You know, uh, violated with violence, uh, whether it's economically or politically. So um, it's really good that this this is in place, because if people are able to um, have economic stability and flourish and create opportunities for themselves, they could be a contender against these colonists.
0: Well, I also think that it's of note that this council is made up of Africans and African Americans. That's dope. The president looking to uh, get, you know, le- get some guidance on how to engage with the See. continent. Uh, people like. Um, Um, Helene Gale, who's president of Spelman College and folks like that are on this council as well.
1: Look at look at Biden. See, now this needs to get out. See, people black people who support Trump a lot of the times like, oh, man, he got me the stimulus check. You know, like that's why I want him in office. I was doing good in the pandemic. Okay, it was a stimulus check. Everybody got it. This is the kind of information that needs to get out to black folks like that, that what the Democratic Party is doing, what Biden is doing for us to be more stable and self-reliant, you know, economically, Uh, the good stuff don't get out the little superficial
0: stuff. I mean, as as money is money. I get that. Biden sent you a stimulus check too. what, What? I mean, it's their, their plans that Congress has to pass to give us those relief dollars. But it's a great point, Sherry, because I was reading an article, I think it was in Politico talking about how one of the reasons why Biden is not getting credit on the economy is that Americans are salty about the pandemic support going away, like yeah. the stimulus checks, like the kinds of, you know, breaks folks were mm-hmm. getting on rent and such, which, by the way, came from both Biden and Trump. They really came from you because there are taxpayer dollars right. paying ourselves. But it's gone away. Those those funds have dried up now and people are salty about it. They feel poorer. Yeah. So even though the economy is doing better. Um, Biden's not getting credit for it.
1: I know a solution. Let's get a holiday stimmy, Biden. No,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love, love, love that. Okay, we'll uh, get some final thoughts from Sherry Bell, a KBLA contributor, when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580.
2: From our heart to your heart. heart heart Happy holidays to you and the ones you love from KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA talk 1580.
0: Okay. 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 <laughs> Sherry bell is with me in the studio. Great to see you. Thanks for coming in and YouTubing with us. Uh, what do you got for me? What's your final thought? What's our marching order? What's the black worker LA black worker center doing Man. that we need to know about
1: be on alert. We, we are, um, our newest, our campaign that we on right now is the fix LA campaign. You know, we'll, um, you know, follow LA Black Workers Center on Instagram at LA Black Workers Center or on Facebook, LA BWC. Instagram is better to get like the more um, you know, updates regarding uh actions. But yesterday the BWC was marching with the Fix LA coalition. And basically that coalition really stands on the fact that if you live if you work in LA, you should be able to live here too, right? Yeah. And so we're trying to make sure that the jobs are able to support folks enough to be able to live where they work and not have to like the quality of life to be diminished by pushing being pushed way out to the desert so um hopefully you stay tuned on ways that you can support us in that effort um a fix la campaign and yeah give a follow to the LA BWC. and yeah i mean happy holidays i mean stay woke vigilant you know uh be on your p's and q's vote you know be kind to one another
0: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, great points all you know it, it's crazy too because with all of the labor stuff that's going on right now at this moment yeah. the um hotel strike has not gotten the kind of maybe yeah, uh, it's, attention it's, that it normally would but that's still ongoing it's right?
1: still ongoing and that's yeah and it's like when they come to these corporate greed and these poverty wages you gotta be a little gangster sometimes <laughs> you know you gotta be steadfast and and, and demanding because you know folks know that they can do better but they're not and they're trying to push you over so you got to let people know you ain't playing so hopefully these this unite here um effort wraps up soon these rolling strikes have been ongoing and you know hopefully it's I think a lot of the sticking point with this is like the benefits and the health care and whatnot so you know just try to support folks when you can i don't you know that you could follow them too
0: <laughs> i also i also feel like you know as as progresses that means we still have to pay attention and not go to stuff that's taking place in these hotels or stay in these hotels because you know solidarity it was so important in the sag after strike and if we don't if we don't stand in solidarity with you know our brother and sister unions and They you know, how can they succeed? I I just it's hard because there's so much to keep track of. But we we really we still have to honor these picket lines,
1: have to honor the picket lines and also hold the unions and the businesses accountable, not only to the labor unions demands, but also racial equity. We can't get caught up in a shuffle. Black workers within SAG, within Unite Here, we need to be represented on these jobs, too. A lot of, of that gets swept under the rug. So always remember, if you support black people, if you stand on equity, when you, when you are in these spaces and you in these spaces with labor and, the, and all these demands are being thrown around, make sure to ask the question, where are the black workers at and how can we ensure that we're employed at equitable levels? Because if we don't, we're going to get lost in the shuffle.
0: Who are we asking that question to? Show? We're
1: asking the question. We, we're making sure our labor unions are putting that to the forefront and uh, because they're the ones that's going to be doing the, go- the go- negotiation with the business owners. Right, so they have to make sure like this is a part of our demands. this is the part of what we want.
0: I mean, it's back to holding feet to the fire for yep. black people, specifically with not just democratic lawmakers, you're saying also union leaders and those businesses that are negotiating with them
1: absolutely
0: sherry de la ghetto sherry bell thank you so much for being in with me thank today Thank you,
1: dominique you know i'm i'm um, local in the community so it's always a pleasure to be right here and the platform that you provide is amazing so thank you
0: thank you we're going to be talking with attorney Jaye person lynn next we got a lot to talk about kbla top 1580